This episode of The Ziggler Show is brought to you by Braintree. Looking to set up payments for your business? Braintree gives your app or website a payment solution that accepts just about every payment method with one simple integration. Plus, they'll give you your first $50,000 in transactions fees free. That's a lot. To learn more, visit BraintreePayments.com slash Ziggler. Friends, welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and it is my unique privilege to bring today's profound message to you. The Ziggler Show is founded on what Zig Ziggler, the world's most prolific motivator, devoted his life to, inspiring your true performance. You can have the best tools, uh, resources, and even opportunity, but unless you are truly inspired, you'll be hopeful but remain where you are. What is the definition of inspired? Listen to this. To influence or animate with an idea or purpose. Did you hear that? Animate with a purpose. If you want to take action, you have to know and be motivated by true purpose. That's deep, folks, and it is why you are here. Let's dig in and change your world so you can change this world. We need all you've got to offer desperately. Here is a shameless, super short plug for Ziggler. To get a Ziggler book will cost you 10 to 15 bucks, or you can go to Ziggler.com, scroll down and click on Ziggler On Demand. You can get a truckload of Ziggler materials for only $9.95 per month. $9.95. That's a no-brainer. Folks, today I bring you show number 343, a classic Ziggler clip. Uh, the title that I've given today's show is Get Intentional with Your Attitude. If you feel you're at your full capability and glory, you can listen to this show and feel confirmed. If, however, you're like me and know you have so much more potential, I mean, you, you realize you do many things that actually limit your best self and probably even unintentionally sabotage your full capabilities. Uh, if that's you, then you'll want to listen closely, uh, intently to this show, digest it, and then smack it on your forehead. Maybe don't just listen, take notes also. Uh, not a whole lot of notes, some stark, profound, life-changing ones, okay? Zig leads off discussing having a positive mental attitude that if you've listened to much Zig, you've heard this before, but then he digs in deeper as we will when it's done. And he also mentions and uses for impact the reality of how much more work we get done the day before vacation than any other day, uh, which again, he, he talks about consistently. These are threads, folks, threads of truth for you to listen to and digest. Uh, before we get into Zig's clip, I want to thank someone who helps us bring this show to you at no cost. It's the Art of Charm podcast. Uh, these guys have studied, field-tested psychological principles from special forces and Navy SEALs and world-class intelligence officers, then reverse-engineered those same strategies and applied them to social life. It's a show about truly leveling up in life and in relationships and friendships at work, at home, everywhere in between. It's not pop psychology or superficial advice. It's a show that offers meaningful, fun, life-changing insights with a practical edge. And it, it is edgy show, folks, so be prepared. It's the theartofcharmpodcast.com. Okay, so here is... 
22 minutes straight of Zig, that if you truly listen, I mean, he poured his lifeblood into this message. If you truly listen and digest it, it will alter your life dramatically for the better, for legacy living. So here we go. I don't believe there's anybody in America that is as excited about the positive mental attitude as I am. Now, one of the reasons I am is because I believe I understand what positive thinking will let you do. I also understand what positive thinking won't do. I get very concerned when I hear some highly motivated, enthusiastic, gung-ho guy or gal get up and say, man, with positive thinking, you can just do anything. That ain't positive thinking. That is new age thinking. Now, new age thinking basically says all is one and one is all. And I am God. Well, there are three things I know. Number one, there is a God. Number two, it ain't me. Uh, Number three, it ain't you either. Okay. (laughs) Now, the reality is positive thinking won't let you do anything. But it will let you do everything better than negative thinking will. In the live audience, can you buy that? Listen to this tape. Are you buying that? You see, positive thinking will let you use the ability you have, and that is awesome. But there are some things it won't let you do. For example, Shaquille O'Neal, over 300 pounds of highly motivated, enthusiastic, revved up, raring-to-go basketball player, one of the most positive thinkers I've ever seen, but he would be a total failure as a jockey. Nate Newton plays the line for the Dallas Cowboys, 340 pounds. Give 100, take 100. Now, Nate Newton, also outstanding, positive, optimistic, really a neat guy. He just flat couldn't make it, though, in ballet. I mean, I don't care how positive he got. I'm positive, but I can't slam dunk a basketball. And I've tried twice, you know. If you need major surgery, I'm positive, but I don't recommend me. No, positive thinking won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything better than negative thinking will. Let me tell you about positive thinking. When we walked in here uh, earlier tonight, this room was pitch black. They flipped some switches. It became lighted. Flipping switches didn't generate electricity. It released it. Had it not already been generated, we'd still be in a dark room. The youngster who thinks they can go in to take a test and pass it with positive thinking but hadn't studied, he's going to flunk that sucker. Now, you can just count on it. But if he has studied, the positive thinking will release the information and he can put it on paper. We can document hundreds of cases where when kids change their attitude, they were able to call up the information and make dramatically better grades in class and in any area of their life. The truth is... You became a very, very positive individual because you had a plan of action and you became a team player. Now, team play is obviously something that is extremely important. Positive thinking and team play kind of go together. I love the story Lou Holtz tells. Incidentally, Lou Holtz has been using our goal-setting system ever since he was at the University of Arkansas. His Notre Dame team follows it. He uses this system to help his team pass and graduate. That's their first goal. And then he uses it to blend them into the team. 
One of Lou's favorite stories, which I love the most, he, he's telling a story about his fellows out in a rural area and uh, his car slid in the ditch. There's a farmhouse close by, and he went to the farmer and said, Can you help me? He said, I don't have a jack. The old farmer said, Well, I got old mule Dusty, but he's kind of hard to hear and getting kind of old. I don't know if he can or not, but I'll be willing to give it a try. Well, they got old Dusty. They took him out, and they hooked him up to the car, and the old farmer got behind him, and he, uh, in a very loud voice, said, Pull, Billy, pull. Nothing. Pull, Roscoe, pull. Nothing. Pull, Charlie, pull. Nothing. Pull, Dusty, pull. And old Dusty pulled that car right out of the ditch. Got out of the ditch and the fellow said, I don't understand. You were calling on uh, Billy and uh, you were calling on Roscoe and Charlie and there wasn't but one mule there. What are you doing? He said, well, like I say, Dusty's getting kind of old. He's hard of hearing, can't see very good. Tell you the truth, he got a little negative in his old age. And if he thought he had to pull that car out by himself. (laughs) But as long as he thought he had a lot of help there, the team was with him. He figured he could do it and out it came. But I make another important point. Until he called Dusty by name, Dusty didn't move. That's one of the keys right there. The name of another person is very, very important. Giant Belgian horse on its own can pull 8,000 pounds. Hook him up with another giant Belgian, the team will pull 17,000 pounds. Send him off to school, teach him to pull in harmony, the team will pull over 25,000 pounds. Can you imagine what would happen if we could get every member of your family, every member of your company, It's awesome. One of the reasons our mission statement is so pretentious in some people's mind. I believe the day is going to come when we're going to have everybody in our company on the same page, pulling in the same direction with the same objectives. And when that happens, we will absolutely explode. You can count on it. And the same thing will happen in your own company. Teamwork so important. The Houston Rockets this year, the world's champions again of basketball. Knowledgeable basketball people, and that does not include me, say there were at least four other teams that had much better personnel than the Houston Rockets did. But they functioned as a team, and they had a team leader whom they greatly respected in Hakeem Olajuwon, and they won, again, the world's championship. On that day before vacation, the interesting thing is when the day was over, although you had gotten two or three times as much done as you normally get done, you were highly energetic. I mean, at the end of that day, man alive, you were jumping up and down and bouncing around and you couldn't wait to get home. You were, and on the way home, again, you were talking to yourself and, you know, the energy level was enormously high. You didn't have a tired bone in your body. You know when you're the most exhausted? When you've tried to fool the boss. All day long. (laughs) When you've had to make work, you know, and act like you're busy. Those are the days that you really are exhausted. But you are so delighted, your competence and your creativity takes a giant step forward. You know, you're on a roll. That momentum builds. And man alive, you're getting things done. And you feel so good about yourself. That self-image just blossoms. You can sign your name to it. One of the things that Jerry Arrowwood took pride 
when she was washing dishes and cleaning that cookware was the way she could leave that kitchen so spotless, the way she could make that cookware shine, the way she washed those dishes and left that lady's kitchen always in much better shape than it was when she got there. That's what I'm talking about right there. When you sign your name with pride to what you've done, you will be doing a better job. And on the way home, you were so excited. You were talking to yourself all the way. Can't wait to get to tell my husband what I've done or my wife what I've done. I want to share this with the kid. Boy, are we ever going to have us a great vacation? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Now, let me ask all of you a question. Have I said a word about working harder or am I talking about working smarter? Huh? Answer smarter. I help you on these tough ones, okay? Uh, I, you know, I noticed there are a little doubt there and a lot, lot of the faces there. And I, I hate to see a blank face. I really do, okay? Now, let me ask you a question. If this worked so well in organizing your job, uh, on your, your career, do you think there's a chance that if you planned your family time, if you planned your vacation time, if you planned your exercise time, If you planned your social time, that you would get more of each one of them done. What do you think? You know what I believe with all my heart, and I might be wrong? I believe I work more hours than 99% of the people who will ever listen to this. 5 o'clock this morning, I was working. At 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock yesterday morning, at 5 o'clock the day before, I was working. And here it is, uh, 10 o'clock, and I'm still at it. And yet I'm here to tell you that I probably spent more time with my wife today than you did with your mate or your children. We spent an hour at breakfast. We spent nearly an hour at lunch. We spent 45 minutes at dinner. And we had a lot of conversations in between there, some of them short. But what I do, and I also got in my 46-minute walk this morning at high speed. You got to... Plan the things if they're going to happen. They're not accidentally going to come about. When you put it all together, you just get so many more things done. Now, let me ask you uh, uh, really what we're getting at, and I think this is so important. I'm talking about running your day by the clock and your life with a vision. Your day by the clock and a life with a vision. If you put it together in that way, then uh, you can get so many more things done. Now, those of you in this live audience, let me ask you, how many again of your employers, can I see your hand? How many of you employers would fire an employee who came to work and performed every day like we're talking about right here? Anybody here fire one? Or would you say, hey, I want to make that man or that woman a lifetime deal. I want them to be with me forever. Matter of fact, I've got a little raise in mind for them. Who knows, maybe even a promotion. Are we talking about increasing and improving that employment security? Isn't that really what we are doing there? Now, but you might say, but Jake, suppose, now just suppose, uh, the same thing happens to me that happened to my buddy. He worked this company 23 years, and then they merged last year. Or three years ago, uh, the boss's son got out of college and came home, and uh, that young whippersnapper took my job, and now I I don't have a job. No fault of mine, but I lost it. What do I do now? Well, let me ask you a question. If you'd worked every day like you do the day before vacation, what kind of recommendation do you think you'd get? Would it be fabulous? What about your sales talk when you go to apply for the job and the boss, the person doing the interviewing says, what experience have you had? 
If you can look at them and say, well, I've had 41 years' experience at being absolutely honest. My tests all indicate that I'm a very intelligent human being. My goals are clearly defined in what I do. I'm a well-organized person. I accept responsibility for performance. I make commitments and keep those commitments there. Resume I gave you, my record, work record, shows it clearly. And I am a very punctual person. I'm always there when I'm supposed to be. I get started when I get there. Think of the self-talk, or the sales talk that you can give to that person. And you get to the end of it and say, you know, I have a great self-image. I'm highly competent. And I believe these are the qualities that your company needs. I believe this is the experience you need. And the neat thing is I can start immediately unless it would be better to wait till Monday morning. What would you prefer, incidentally? Now, before you might say, but now, Zig, come on, man. Uh, is that real? It's as real as today and tomorrow, folks, because the world is always looking for somebody with these qualities. I'll guarantee it. Let me ask you a question. Your company goes belly up. Will you get another job because you worked for XYZ Company or because you performed for XYZ Company? Now, whose responsibility is it to perform? We're not victims is what I'm saying. Yes, there are things that we can do to build that employment security. There is no question about that. Now... As we look at the list we've been talking about, how many of those qualities right there are positive qualities? Anybody? Okay, in other words, you think honesty, intelligence, goal, organized responsibility, you think all of those are positive qualities. Am I right on that? How many of them are leadership qualities? How many of them do you have? (laughs) That was pitiful. We're talking about you. We're talking about your performance on the day before vacation. Now, you on this record and listening in your car, I hope you didn't hesitate like that. We're talking about you. Now, let me tell you something kind of interesting. We deny our talents and abilities because to acknowledge or to confess them would commit us to use them. Oh, now, isn't that something... But let's look at a couple of other thoughts. You're the only one who can use your ability. It's an awesome responsibility. Oliver Wendell Holmes said, it's tragic in America that we waste our natural resources. But it's infinitely more tragic because so many people go to their grave with their music still in them. All of that talent, all of that ability. I think of the Vince Roberts and the Jerry Arrowwoods, and I think of all of these other people, that something had to happen to bring it out and put it to work. you got to use that ability or it goes to the grave with you. You see, tragically, when you deny your talents and abilities, you deny yourself, your family, your company, and society the fruits of those abilities. I'm going to ask you in this live audience for the benefit of the uh, listening audience on the tapes, I'm going to ask you to do something uh, right now. I'm going to ask you to stand up right where you are. And since you've confessed that these uh, all are the qualities that you have, I'm going to ask you to stand up and claim them right now. So we're right there, stand up. And as you listen to this tape, you go right along with us. Now, I'm going to start it. I'm going to call out my name. You call out 
that's your name. I'm going to say Isaac Ziegler, and then I'll go right down the list. And here's the way it'll go. Isaac Ziegler, I'm an honest, intelligent, goal-directed person, okay? Isaac Ziegler, I'm an honest, intelligent, goal-directed person. I am, come with me, organized, responsible, and committed. I am punctual, a self-starter. I'm optimistic and enthusiastic. I'm highly motivated, decisive, and focused. I am disciplined, persistent, and have a tremendous positive mental attitude. I'm a team player, energetic, competent, and I have a magnificent self-image. Now, everybody, before you sit down and look around, do you see anybody's laying around? Everybody survived, did they not? Not once in all the years I've been doing this have we ever had a loss because of what we just did right there. Okay, now have a seat if you will, and let's uh, look at something else. Taking just those qualities that uh, we've discussed, I've added common sense here at the bottom because all of this really is just common sense, but taking these day-before-vacation qualities there, How many of you believe that if you used them every day that you would be happier, healthier, more prosperous, more secure, have more friends, greater peace of mind, better family relationship, and more hope for the future? Can I see your hand? No, 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 makes sense. Just take what you got, use it, and then develop some more. Now, let me also say to you that motivation is the key. Motivation is the key. Now, there's a lot of confusion about what motivation is all about. The media frequently asks me, you untitled those folks three hours of that seminar? Yeah, you're going to get them excited. Hey, most of them aren't excited when they get there. Are you going to get them more excited? I better, because if I don't, they won't be back. (laughs) And that'll be a shame, because my next talk is just a whole lot better than this one. (laughs) But you see, I got sense enough to know that if this one's not good, there's not going to be a next one as far as you are concerned. Well, Zig, let me ask you, where will these people be a month from now, a year from now? You know what they're asking me? Is motivation permanent? The answer is no, it's not. Neither is bathing. (laughs) Now, hey, does that mean I'm opposed to bathing? Uh -uh, I'm very excited about taking a good shower bath. I hope you are too. Especially if you use that new 23-hour deodorant. The, you know, the company that makes it figures everybody's entitled to some time to themselves. You know, <laughs> there's, there's another one called stereo. It doesn't kill the little, but at least you can't tell where it's coming from. All right. Motivation is extremely important. Now, motivation gets you going. Habit gets you there. Make motivation your habit and you'll get there quicker and you will have more fun on the trip. I'm going to do something and for the benefit of the people listening on their uh, tape players, which most of you obviously will be, you've got this in uh, the package that came along with your series and what I want to get the live audience to do, I placed an overhead and the overhead depicts a figure and it shows a series of squares. I want you to count those squares, and most of you have... How many of you already started counting the squares before I said anything, okay? Most people automatically say, well, there's four, eight, there's 16. And then almost immediately everybody said, well, shucks, the whole thing is a square. That makes it 17. But right here in the middle, there is another square, and so that brings it up to 18, 
But I want you to notice that right here is another square, and that's 19. That means here's another one, that's 20. That means here's another one, that's 21. And here's another one. That means there actually are 22. But I want you also to notice that right up here in the upper left-hand corner, there's a square that's 23. That means here's another one that's 24. That means here's another one that's 25. That means here's another one there are 26. But if you'll just come across three and down three and across three and up three. That's one that's 27. That means here's another one that's 28. That means here's another one that's 29. And that means here's another. Folks, there are 30 squares there. Now, I'm not trying to trick you, but I tell folks I'm like a cross-eyed discus thrower. I mean, I don't set in the records, but man, I keep the crowd alert. And, uh, and, you know, I think that is very important. Now, here's my question. How many squares did I add after I drew the original figure? Anybody? Fourteen. All right. Some said fourteen. Uh, let me ask it in a little stronger way. How many squares did I add? None. All I did was said, here's one, 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 here's one. Now... I have been leading up to something for the last two and a half hours. And that two and a half hours basically is the question I'm going to ask now. Here's what I've been leading to. How much more did you know about your job the day before you went on vacation than you did 24 hours earlier? Anybody? Okay. How many of you will stand by your earlier statement that you get two or three times as much work done on that day than you normally get done on any other day? Can I see your hands, please? Most of the hands went up. Now, there's a reason for it. It's called motivation. See, motivation is the spark that lights the fire of knowledge. It fuels the engine of accomplishment. It maximizes and maintains momentum. Now, think with me for a moment. How great would it be, as you listen to your tapes, to know that you've got a sales meeting that you and I are holding every day of your life. When you go to work, we're conducting a sales meeting. Now, what that means is you'll get to your job excited. The minute you leave the house, you ought to be thinking about your job. The minute you leave your job, you ought to be thinking about your home. You ought to be preparing to get into work and then preparing to get back into your job at home or your life at home because they all do go together. All right. He leads off, folks, with, again, that that quote that just will nail you. Positive thinking won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything better then negative thinking will. All right, we're going to dig into this right after I recognize someone. Concordia University, Wisconsin has asked, what is the key driver for business growth? Is it capital, processes, products? They believe that people are the main drivers, and that's why they are now offering a 100% online master's degree in organizational leadership that can be completed in as little as a year. It's an alternative to an MBA that focuses on people and culture 
And what's best, it's rooted in Christian ethics and biblical principles. Uh, Businesses need leaders who are able to inspire and motivate others to reach new levels of accomplishment. So Concordia University of Wisconsin has an online program designed specifically to help their students keep their life in balance. They offer unparalleled individualized support and an online learning experience that encourages lifelong connections with your peers. So visit online.cuw.edu slash Ziegler. For more information, or you can call them 855-976-4343 and use the offer code Ziggler and they'll waive the $50 application fee. Okay, folks. So it's you and me. We're going to talk about this message and just unearth some of it that Zig gave to us and uh, try to pull out and extrapolate some of the high points. Okay. So uh, tune in with me now. I'm first going to hit off on choice and opportunity. So let's talk about positive thinking. I mean, what does that really mean? I mean, it's expecting the best. It's looking for the good. It's not being Pollyanna. I think, I think it gets a lot, it gets some bad uh, mileage because of that. I mean, if you don't know that term Pollyanna, it's, uh, let's take it in this, in this, uh, perspective. It's not standing in a pile of crap and saying it smells like roses. I mean, that's just stupid. It smells like crap. You need to get out. And a lot of people are in crap and they think it's valiant to endure and they've accepted a life that's crappy and that's not good. They just need to pony up and get out. But positive thinking is trying to look on the bright side. Okay. It is counting your blessing. It's striving to see the good, the opportunity, the gold in the dirt and make something of it. That's the point that Zig's getting us to. If we just see the negative, we can't do anything with it. It's a waste. Seeing the positive is about trying to find something to benefit yourself and others, even amidst hard realities and circumstances. I mean, this is Zig's point. I mean, the moment uh, a person or the job or the circumstances uh, in any given moment, it is what it is. What can you do amidst that circumstance? Okay. Opportunity and overcoming come from a positive perspective. Nothing comes from a negative perspective. That's the root here. Even going back to, you know, if it's bad enough, you need to leave. Maybe that's the positive realizing, Hey, this is too much to endure. There's no positive other than I can and must get away. Okay. That's positive thinking. It's better than just thinking negative and being stuck. And, uh, you know, folks in many ways, seeing the positive is having faith, having faith that there is more, that it can be better and changing our paradigm. Now, something that came to me as I was listening to Zig and taking notes on this is I think that there's a reality, and this may even be a little comforting to realize that you can have schizophrenic positivity. All right. I think we can become hung up on whether we are or whether whether or not someone is positive or negative, like fully, wholly, which I would pose as near impossible that you can be a completely positive person or completely negative. I mean, even as with Zig devoting his entire life to this, did he not ever have a negative moment? Well, of course he did. He learned how to quicker turn it around, I'm sure, but it does exist. But one of the things that came to me is most of us, I think, including myself, I'll speak for me, are schizophrenic in our positive thinking. I mean, there are many areas in my life 
personally, where I am a positive thinking, optimistic, hopeful, faith-filled, high achieving rock star. Literally, I could be in the positive thinking hall of fame, primarily regarding, you know, the personal endeavors that I get involved with and go after. Man, I, I am positive there. But then if you look at how I deal with some circumstances, I'd be embarrassed to have you be privy to some of my actions and behavior. And I'm being serious, folks. I have significant areas of my life where I have big failures in being positive and I'm hurting myself and those around me and I'm missing great opportunity. It's sabotaging myself. So that's just, that's a truth. That's an admission. That's, that's why I'm listening to this stuff along with you, listening to Zig and trying to make changes. The point of this acknowledgement is to break that perspective that we are either fully positive thinkers or negative thinkers. Again, completely, we're probably both in certain areas of our lives. So the point is to step back and discern where we are and aren't having a healthy perspective, uh, a healthy positive perspective, and get to work on those weak areas, all right? And speaking of working on weak areas and developing areas of strength, I want to thank Linda dot com l y n d a dot com they're the leading online learning platform with over three thousand on demand video courses that help you strengthen your business technology and creative skills so for a uh, to get a free ten day trial you can visit linda l y n d a dot com forward slash ziggler uh, and you can get a free 10 day trial. Now, Linda, think about this it's for problem solvers that's you for the curious for people who want to make things happen. Maybe you want to master something like Excel or learn negotiation tactics or build a website or boost your Photoshop skills. You can go to lynda.com and feed that curious mind that you have like I do. So your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. So whether you're looking to become an industry expert, uh, passionate, get passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, I want you to visit lynda.com slash Ziggler and sign up for a free 10-day trial. One more time, that's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash Z-I-G-L-A-R. So let's get to where Zig talked about releasing positivity. I thought that was really great. He said, it's, you're not, you're not uh, you know, when you flip that switch on, you're not creating electricity. You're just releasing what's already there. It's a great way of looking at it, of thinking positivity, the opportunity for that is always there. So again, he talked about, if you remember in his clip, coming into a dark conference center, flipping that switch, it didn't create electricity. It released it. Positive thinking, belief, faith, expectation, it increases our performance and results and success and releases the possibility again of opportunity. That's a key takeaway from today's message, folks. You are just releasing something that has the opportunity to already be there and get to the point to where you believe there's a propensity for the opportunity in every situation. So again, you're not creating something that doesn't exist. You're not making something up out of the, out of the, out of nowhere. You're just recognizing and admitting that it's highly possible and probable that any given moment in any area of your life, you're probably wearing sunglasses to a degree for an analogy, sometimes tinted more than other times. And if you take the moment captive and realize that you can brush yourself off, take a deep breath, close your eyes for a moment, take those sunglasses off, okay, those sunglasses, those negative perspectives. And reopen your eyes and your mind to a brighter reality and see more truth and blessing and good and opportunity. 
the idea is then to simply release and realize and see the good that is. It is. It's already there right now for you and me to see. But you probably won't just see it. And this brings us to our next point, okay? It probably won't be automatic. You'll only see it if you're intentional. So if you expect to hear this message today and, and nod your head and say, yeah, yeah, I agree. I got it. And in the next moment or hour or tomorrow be different, probably not going to happen. I mean, take a Sharpie and write it on the back of your hand, write this, right? Opportunity. Think positive. Take off the crap sunglasses that are making the light dark. I mean, that might help literally, but you must do whatever it takes to start taking moments captive and becoming intentional, taking control. Even if that control is to give it up to God. I mean, but you're going to have to do something intentional. Okay. Well, I'm going to come back and hit on this. I mean, I literally, my little Sharpie analogy is, is legit. I literally do that often. I'll write things on my hand or I'll put them on my computer desktop desktop, uh, or put it in my calendar. I use a Google calendar and I'll put it in there. So it automatically pops up. Uh, I don't like to have things in my pockets. So sometimes I'll write a note and stick it in my pocket because I often put my hands in my pockets and I'll find it in there. I mean, literally, I thought about getting a tattoo, you know, of something that is that important, like fruits of the spirit. I need that tattoo on my forearm that I see every day. Or just for me, get out into the woods, get rid of the clutter, the busyness of life, and just get centered. Next, Zig gives us a dramatic sucker punch, folks. It's huge. Seriously, listen to this. This is his quote right from the clip. We deny our talents and abilities because to acknowledge or confess them would commit us to use them. Folks, did you hear that? Stop, stop for a second. Uh, please. I, I just am asking stop running or stop working, stop driving, stop doing whatever it is that you're doing and listen to that again and take this captive. We deny our talents and abilities because to acknowledge or confess them would commit us to use them. Someone in the 100,000 or so people who are ultimately going to listen to this show is going to have their life radically altered from that one statement that I just repeated. It could be you if you'll give it a chance. I mean, the easy way out, the mediocre life in existence is to commit to very little. Uh, the hard way, the high road to legacy is to be accountable to succeeding. I mean, every family, every generation has uh, it's influencers and impact makers. Uh, the family gets together and mentions them. Everyone else is kind of forgettable, unmentionable, right? Which are you aiming to be? What am I aiming to be? So here, I'll tell you a personal regretful story just on this quote that Zig made. Uh, it's the first thing that came to mind. So I was, uh, in my formal life, I, I was a pro cyclist and I was gifted in sports and found my niche in racing bicycles. It's the tour de France style. I mean, I never raced the tour, but uh, if you cancel out all the guys who are now positive for performance enhancing drugs, I think maybe I did actually win it. Uh, that's another story. But look, I was a great sprinter. That was my inherent natural talent. So in 1991, at the age of 20, I moved to Holland, raced for a team there. Our mentor team was the mighty Panasonic team. Anybody who's ever watched cycling and, and did so uh, you know, years ago, decades ago, Panasonic was, was one of the most dominant teams. We got to do training races with those guys. And one of their star riders, um, he was, uh, well, I, I'll tell you this. I was a confident and arrogant. And when, when he'd take off, 
uh, I'd go after him. All right. Some of the other guys were intimidated, man, but not me. I'd go after him one day on a training ride with our amateur team. This guy, his name was Louis DeConing. Uh, he was just wearing us out, making us ride in easy gears, spin and in incredibly high RPMs. And then he, he led us to a sprint line, took off and left the group in the dust, except for me. I matched him and I actually beat the guy. He's a little dumbfounded in all truth. He later told others, and I heard this, I actually heard this months later, um, that out of all the guys on the amateur team, the one he thought had top ranked pro potential was me. But folks, you know what? I did turn pro, but I was never more. This is an admission. I was never more than a second rate pro. Uh, I strove to be a mountain climber. You know, I, I don't know why I wasn't enamored with the sprinters. I wanted to be a mountain climber. And so I went after that and focused on my weakness instead of maximizing my strength in this essence. And so what was at the root of that? I mean, here I am so many years later, decades later, what was at the root? I lacked the strength at the time to acknowledge my gift and ability and be committed to using it. And that's a true regretful story in my own life. It robbed me of riches that were stored up for me. Now I found other riches. Don't get me wrong. It's not a big lament. Uh, and I don't glorify even those days, but I look at it as, as a waste of an opportunity. It, do, it doesn't take away the regret and tragedy of missing riches that I could have had. Then I could have been on a lot more podiums than I ever got on. Uh, I had some great days in, in cycling, but not enough of them. I squandered them. And again, let's go back to this quote. One more time. We deny our talents and abilities because to acknowledge or confess them would commit us to use them today. So will you, will I hide or will we rise up and commit? And if not today, how about tomorrow or, or when? And folks, this is not, I shy away a little bit from that. Okay. So you heard this. Let's change right now. Immediately. hundred percent. It's probably not going to happen. I'm not that good. So we may not change everything today, but can we take this as a seed? Maybe that's the Sharpie. We should take that quote and write it somewhere. Plant this seeds, plant it firmly and start fertilizing this reality. Zig talks about Oliver Wendell Holmes and his quote that so many of us die with our music still in us. And he talks of all that talent and all that ability that's in us. And, you know, I know that there are some folks who are listening and in truth, you don't see or believe you really have that much talent or ability to speak of. And you know what? This might shock you coming from a, a motivational show. You might be right. You didn't hear me wrong. You might be right. Uh, you don't have much talent or ability to speak of. You have it within you, but you haven't recognized or cultivated it enough to be worthy of speaking of yet. So if that's you, your priority is to find the areas of talent and ability and strength that you do have, because you do have them in you. You have those roots in there, those seeds. Actually, maybe that's it. You have those seeds. You need to develop some roots that will then bring forth fruit. Zig's fond of saying, you know, that God don't make no junk. So if you believe in God, then believing that he made you without immense talents and abilities uh, to merely just be filler here on the earth, among other superstars, I mean, that's blasphemy, folks. I mean, it's okay to realize that you don't know your talents and abilities. It's not okay to believe that you don't have any. So your priority task as of this moment has just changed. And it's to figure out what your talents and abilities are. 
All right, folks, we're just about at the end of the show. But as I was uh, as I was, I was wrapping up the writing of this show just last night, I, I I wrote that it's your priority to figure out what your talents and abilities are. And I thought, okay, that's great to say, but how? Where? Okay, so here, uh, this is not a pitch for anything, folks. Um, but I literally uh, sent Tom Ziegler a note and said, you know, on that note, what would he what would he respond with? He immediately, almost almost immediately, responded back. We were just texting. He said, "Strengths Finder." by Tom Rath folks. You can get that. Um, I'm sure they have a website at Amazon. You can get, I've, I bought lots of strengths finders books over the years. Uh, it's a, it literally is a book, but then it has a code in it and you, it leads you to where you can go online and take a test and find out some of your strengths. Now, is that the entirety of your talents and abilities? No. And there's other, there's lots of profile, you know, tests and personality tests. There's the disc test that, uh, my dad, Dan Miller does a lot of uh, sales of those. You can go to 48 days, Dot com and go to their products and you should be able to find a disc profile. I'd say take them both. Uh, Tom also said, now this is a Ziegler product, the live, live to win seven weeks to balanced uh, success. Now go to Ziegler.com and you can look for that, but there are other resources out there and I didn't craft this show to culminate with a climactic resource because to find out what your talents and abilities are, that is some work. I mean, that's some work. You may need to get counseling to help figure that out. You may need to talk to friends and family to do that. You may to do, do different tests. I mean, there's, there can be some significant work. I just want you to know that if you don't resonate with your immense talents and abilities, it's just because you're not aware of them and you haven't brought them out, but they are there. You now have some hard work ahead of you to figure out what those are. And that can be a lifetime in essence, but you're going to quickly find some things that you can start working with and maximizing. And that's a big deal that most folks do not do, but you're not most folks. Cause you're here listening to this instead of listening to the latest top 40 on the radio. You're listening to this because this is who you are. So go forth. If you feel like, you know, some of your talents and abilities hone those suckers. You think Zig, did he have a natural ability for presentation? Well, sure he did. I mean, I'm sure that that was, we could look back to his youth and find that he was very, he was, he was fairly out or could be outgoing that he could uh, have confidence in speaking, but folks, he honed that skill and was a student of that craft more than just about anyone. Okay. So it's finding talents and abilities, honing those. Uh, so let's go back to my analogy a minute ago. Yeah. The seed is, is figuring out just what they are. Then you start working on it to build, build roots, grow roots. And then from that, you get the fruition the fruit of that, the branches, the leaves, the flowers of those. All right. Now, Zig, uh, in this clip, if you remember, he kind of ended with this. He had everybody in the audience literally stand up and make some positive statements about themselves. Folks, some of the exact verbiage he used there is directly from his self-talk cards. So go right now. I don't, I don't know at this point how many people we have had download the self-talk cards. You can get them right now for free. You just give your email address at ziggler.com slash self-talk ziggler.com forward slash self-talk. You can get those things for free. Uh, I apologize to the immense amount of people because within there, if you do that, you get some emails from me. Uh, they're automated emails that just kind of lead you through during the, the weeks following the using, using the self-talk cards. And it has my e- email address on there. I get so many responses back that are just amazing. They deserve 
my attention and getting them to the Ziegler team for testimony and sharing them with people. I cannot keep up with it. Please do that though. I, I do share as many as I can, especially with the Ziegler team. Forgive me if I have not responded to you. Know that I did get it. And thank you. Thank you for making the effort to go and better yourself in that way. So Zig says, motivation gets you going. Habit gets you there. Folks, we are all the sum of our daily habits. A quote that I really was impacted by and I'll leave you with is, you want to see where you're going? Just watch where your feet take you every day. You want to see where you're going? You wonder what's in the future for you? Where do your feet take you today and tomorrow? If you want to get somewhere different, start getting your feet to take you somewhere differently in your daily habits and rituals. Folks, thanks so much for tuning into this. I hope you got out of it half as much as I did. I can't wait to be back with you in the next Ziggler Show.